3: Tonight,
0: the hopeful news. Nearly a third of Americans could be vaccinated by the end of February. But it comes with a warning. The next three months will be the most difficult in public health history. Why the head of the CDC said today December, January and February are going to be rough as hospitals have almost doubled the number of COVID patients they had in the spring. But the major step tonight toward ending the pandemic. Britain approves Pfizer's new COVID vaccine. So why did the UK give approval before the US? Plus, home for the holidays? The guidance tonight on whether you should travel for Christmas. Pardoning the president's kids? Why President Trump and his top allies believe Ivanka, Jared, Don Jr, and Eric could need what's being called a preemptive pardon. Urgent plea. Republican officials in Georgia call on the president and others to condemn violence against election officials. Someone's going to get hurt. Someone's
4: going to get shot. Someone's going to get killed.
0: Plus, one day after the attorney general says there was no widespread voter fraud, the president says he was cheated out of the election. Cleared for takeoff. We're on board the 737 Max as it flies with passengers for the first time since it was grounded nearly two years ago. The government tightens the rules on service animals on planes. What does it mean for emotional support dogs? The Fauci effect. Why med schools are seeing a surge of applications. And how one Olympian traded the soccer ball for a stethoscope.
2: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell reporting from the nation's capital.
0: Good evening, and thank you for joining us. We are going to begin with that breaking news, that frightening new warning from the head of the CDC. As many as 450,000 Americans could die from the coronavirus by February in what he calls the most difficult three months in the history of public health. Now, that prediction comes from Dr. Robert Redfield, and it comes less than two weeks before Operation Warp Speed says the U.S. should start distributing its first vaccines. Great Britain is moving even faster than that after the government there approved Pfizer's vaccine today launching a plan to start giving shots within days. Well, tonight, the commissioner of the FDA tells CBS News it will take longer for the U.S. to approve the vaccine to assure Americans that it is safe. Still, experts say even when vaccinations begin, the damage from all that Thanksgiving travel may already be done. And as we come on the air, the rate of new infections nationwide continues to grow. Hospitalizations from the virus have hit an all-time high, too. So in an effort to stop further spread tonight, the CDC is once again asking Americans not to travel to celebrate the upcoming holidays. And it's lowering its recommendation for how long Americans should quarantine if exposed to someone with the virus. Listen up. It's lowering the length of isolation from 14 days now down to as few as seven. So we've got a lot of new reporting for you tonight and your family and our team of correspondents is standing by to cover it all. CBS's Adriana Diaz is going to lead off our coverage tonight from outside Chicago. Good evening, Adriana.
5: Good evening, Nora. We are at the precipice of 100,000 hospitalizations. That's nearly double what we saw in the first peak of the pandemic in the spring. And this is one of the reasons why the White House Coronavirus Task Force says the country is in a dangerous place. Hospitals are being hit by a tidal wave of new coronavirus cases, with predictions of it getting worse.
6: December and January and February are going to be rough times.
5: Daily coronavirus cases have continued to spike, with more than 180,000 a day. That's nearly doubled in the last month. And the numbers are expected to rise now that it's been a week since Thanksgiving. And I think everyone's
1: overwhelmed
7: at this point. So this sudden rise uh, that you're seeing, is very concerning.
5: Now we're not flattening the curve at this point. In hard-hit Tennessee, notary public Adrian Bowling has seen a surge in people desperate to get their affairs in order. People in
3: ICUs.
5: What is it like in the room when you're asking people in their hospital beds what the, what their wishes are, what they want for their will?
3: It is a very sobering time. You can tell from the look in their eyes. Um, it's almost as if it's becoming real that, am I not going home? Is this gonna be my final resting place? In California,
5: average new cases and deaths have jumped more than 50% in just two weeks. In North Dakota and Rhode Island, 90% of ICUs are filled. Tonight, Stephen Hahn, the head of the FDA, is responding to whether the agency is under pressure to approve a vaccine after being summoned to the White House this week. This is what he told CBS News chief medical correspondent Dr. John LaPook.
7: Was there a pressure?
8: being applied. This meeting was about understanding the process. What can you do to expedite the process
5: and we're always looking for ways to do that. We're also learning how many vaccines states could receive as early as December 15th. California is expected to get more than 300,000 doses. New York 170,000 and Montana 10,000 allocations are based on population. But it's too late for so many. Like Guadalupe Lopez, a Chicago police dispatcher who received this tribute. (laughs)
3: <laughs>
5: the crying you hear are his children.
3: My dad devoted
5: 33 years of helping, helping officers go home to their families. Their mother, Maria, has no idea her husband was given full honors after his death because she's in the ICU battling COVID. Hopefully mom comes home and we'll be, we'll be waiting for her with open arms. You know, that's all we want for Christmas is our mom to come home. Their mother is still fighting in the ICU. She's on a ventilator, but she's stable in the hospital behind me. Meanwhile, the CDC is telling Americans once again not to travel over the holidays because of potential spread. They're still waiting to see what the impact will be from Thanksgiving gatherings.
0: Nora. Adriana Diaz, thank you. Tonight, many Americans are wondering when Pfizer's COVID vaccine will be available in the U.S. and how it will be distributed. That's why the decision by the British government to approve the shots there is drawing worldwide attention. And what will be the first real-world test of just how well the vaccine works? CBS's Charlie Daggett reports tonight from London.
7: Tonight, all eyes are on the UK, as the country's health minister says help is on the way. Mass vaccinations start early next week. Regulators granted emergency approval, saying the vaccine met strict standards of safety. Pfizer-BioNTech's latest data was only submitted for approval 10 days ago. But regulators here have had a rolling review of the research, meaning they've been analyzing clinical trials since June.
1: But, and this is a very important point indeed, that doesn't mean that any corners have been cut, none at all.
7: Vaccines manufactured in Belgium are put into special freezer boxes that can carry up to 5,000 doses. By plane and truck, they're transported to the UK, to so-called NHS hospital hubs across the country, and then onto vaccination centres housed in sports stadiums and even race courses. The ultra-cold temperature requirements are not a problem, according to Pfizer's UK manager, Ben Osborne. Once it reaches the NHS and is ready for deployment, this vaccine can actually be stored in a normal
8: refrigerator between two to eight degrees for five days.
7: Care home residents get it first, followed by people 80 and over and frontline healthcare workers, down to people 50 years of age and older. The rest will have to wait, but not for long. So how did the U.K. leapfrog the U.S.? Well, partly it's down to timing. The FDA is supposed to review this vaccine on December 10th. We're also told the FDA take a deeper dive into the raw data in these clinical trials. Nora?
0: Charlie Dagata in London tonight. Thank you, Charlie. Tonight, President Trump is digging in again, claiming without proof that he is the victim of a plot to deny him a second term. At the same time, the White House is dodging reports of preemptive pardons before the president leaves office for the people closest to him. Here, CBS's Ben Tracy.
4: This may be the most important speech I've ever made. President Trump tonight releasing this bizarre 46-minute-long speech.
7: But I went from leading by a lot to losing by a little.
4: Filled with more baseless accusations of election fraud.
7: We have in all swing states major infractions or outright fraud. If we are right about the fraud, Joe Biden can't be president.
4: But court after court has ruled the president is wrong about the fraud, and his campaign lacks credible evidence. The president's own attorney general, Bill Barr, says the Department of Justice has found no widespread fraud that would change the election result. Today, the White House would not say if President Trump still has confidence in Barr.
1: If he has any
0: personnel announcements, we will be the first to know it.
4: And the White House is also dodging questions about reports that President Trump is considering preemptive pardons for three of his adult children and his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, egged on by his Fox News supporters.
6: Why wouldn't he just pardon himself and his family on the way out the door? But none of his children
4: has been charged with any crime, so it's not clear why Ivanka Trump would need a pardon. Donald Trump Jr. was investigated by Special Counsel Robert Mueller for contacts with Russians during the 2016 campaign. And Kushner provided false information while applying for his security clearance. But granting preemptive pardons is very rare.
6: But legally, there's no problem with granting a preemptive pardon. Uh, the, The famous Nixon pardon was a preemptive pardon. Nixon had not been formally charged with any crimes yet.
4: And while President Trump continues to allege the election was stolen... Everyone is saying, wow, the evidence is overwhelming. At a White House Christmas party last night, he teased a re-election run in 2024. It's
6: been an amazing four years. We're trying to do another four years. Sometimes
4: I'll see you in four years. The president is still not conceding, and administration officials tell CBS News they do not expect him to attend Joe Biden's inauguration. That would make Mr. Trump the first sitting U.S. president to snub his successor since Andrew Johnson back in 1869.
0: Nora. Ben Tracy, thank you. Tonight, President Trump's baseless claims of election fraud and conspiracy are drawing a fiery rebuke from Republican officials in Georgia who say that the groundless allegations from the president and his supporters are actually putting the state's public servants in danger of violence. Here's CBS's Mark Strassman.
6: By midnight, Georgia should finish counting the same ballots for the third time and expecting the same result. It's like... Vice President Biden will be carrying Georgia, and he is our president-elect. And for that, President Trump has relentlessly attacked state officials here. The secretary of state, who is really, uh, he's an enemy of the people. Republicans, like Georgia Governor Brian Kemp. He's done absolutely nothing.
2: I'm ashamed that I endorsed him.
6: His tweets charged Georgia's election was rigged. Massive voter fraud. Call-off election. There's zero proof of that, but death threats have targeted the secretary of state and other state officials. It has to stop. On Tuesday, Gabriel Sterling, Georgia's elections manager, and another Republican angrily blamed the president. Stop inspiring people to commit potential acts of violence. Someone's going to get hurt. Sterling told us police now protect his house and family. If you could get the president's attention today, what would you tell him? Mr. President, you lost this state. It's time to give up the ghost, but stop undermining the the people's belief in the system. Next month, Georgia's two Republican senators, David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler, both face runoff elections. President Trump will campaign for both of them here on Saturday. That worries Dan Eberhardt, a Republican donor and strategist.
2: Two-thirds of Republicans think that the election results are incorrect, and that is a really uh, stormy seas for Senator Perdue and Senator Loeffler to fight upstream now.
6: For many Republicans, there was another worrisome moment today in Atlanta. Two lawyers, Trump allies involved with the president's unsuccessful election appeals, urged Republican voters here to boycott next month's runoffs. Why? They charge that Georgia's election machines are rigged. Nora?
0: Wow. Mark Strassman. Thank you. Tonight, former astronaut Mark Kelly is the country's newest senator. Vice President Pence administered the oath of office today to the Arizona Democrat as the state's senior senator. Kirsten Cinema held a Bible. Kelly won a special election to fill the seat held by the late Senator John McCain. His wife, Gabriel Giffords, the former congresswoman who survived a 2011 assassination attempt, spent the day by her husband's side. This was a big day for American Airlines and for Boeing. For the first time since March of 2019, passengers flew on a 737 MAX. The jetliner was grounded worldwide following two deadly crashes overseas. CBS's Chris Van Cleve had a seat on today's flight.
8: Tonight, back in the air with passengers aboard. We are on an American Airlines 737 MAX as it takes off from Dallas, heading for Tulsa, Oklahoma. This is a demo flight. It's part of American's effort to get people comfortable with the idea of flying on a MAX again. But it's also really the first time anyone from the public has been allowed to fly on this airplane since it was grounded 20 months ago.
6: Now you can control that yeah. side, I can control this side. Yeah.
8: But first, its fleet of 24 MAX jets are undergoing extensive maintenance due to the prolonged grounding and required FAA system upgrades. How comfortable are you flying the 737 MAX today? I'm very comfortable. Uh, I'm comfortable with the changes that have occurred. Captain Peter Gamble flew us to Tulsa. We have the computer base, but more importantly, we have the simulator training, which is really what we should have had from the beginning. The MAX was grounded after two deadly crashes linked to a design flaw in an anti-stall system killed 346 people. American will be the first U.S. airline to resume MAX service starting December 29th, in the middle of the holiday travel rush.
7: Our pilots, our mechanics, our flight attendants are all comfortable. It's ready to get in the air, and there's no other
2: reason why we would just wait and continue to hold on it. Bringing it back on a route like New York, Miami at, at New Year's, that's just odd.
8: Airline analyst Henry Hartabelt.
4: I believe American Airlines wants to get its 737 MAX jets in the air because they are a very cost-effective airplane for the airline. It is more financially related than customer related.
8: American says it will make it very clear when someone is booking a flight on a 737 MAX, and if at any point they decide they want to fly on a different kind of airplane, American will let them switch with no fee. Now, when service resumes on the 29th, it will be on just one route
0: once a day, Miami to New York and back. Nora? Chris Van Cleve, thank you. Now to the weather. Snow is falling tonight across the southern plains of Texas, Oklahoma, and Kansas. Some areas got about half a foot of snow, and there were numerous wipeouts on the roads, while more than 40 million Americans across the central U.S. shivered in sub-freezing temperatures. Tonight, the captain of a scuba diving boat that caught fire and sank off California is facing federal manslaughter charges 34 counts, one for each of the lives lost in the September 2019 disaster. Jerry Boylan is accused of failing to train his crew and not having a night watchman on duty when that fire broke out. Well, tonight, there's a new rule for airline passengers. No more emotional support animals. Next year, the only service animals allowed on planes will be dogs, specifically trained to help people with disabilities. That rules out cats and exotic pets, including, yes, turkeys and peacocks. All right. A new, perhaps surprising accolade for Dr. Anthony Fauci. He's been named one of People magazine's People of the Year. Dr. Fauci has been the person that people turn to throughout the pandemic. He and other medical workers tonight are now being taking credit or giving credit for an 18 percent surge in applications to medical school this year. They're calling it the Fauci effect. The fight against COVID is like none we've ever seen before. But one frontline doctor knows something about tough battles. We get more now from CBS's Carter Evans.
2: There's a quick shot taken
6: in. It's loose, but a goal for the U.S. at six...
2: During her professional soccer career, Rachel Bueller Van Hollebeck competed in the World Cup and earned two Olympic gold medals. Now, instead of dribbling the ball, she juggles patients at a San Diego area hospital. What sort of traits or skills did you bring to medicine from soccer?
0: teamwork. Understanding your role on a team, that work ethic, that determination really translates.
2: Van Holbeck graduated from medical school just before COVID-19 gained traction. The family medicine resident is already seeing the crisis firsthand.
0: I don't want to be like a fearful person, but uh, it is a very, very real disease and it is very dangerous. Every patient encounter, you're, you're prepared in case somebody is COVID positive.
2: Medicine is in Rachel's blood. She follows three generations of doctors, including her father and now even her little sister.
5: It just makes me feel proud, um, you know, that, that I've had a family that has really given a lot back to society, to humanity and caring for people.
2: Now, Dr. Van Hollebeck is a role model in two fields.
0: We've got the first Rachel Van Oh my God!
2: Thank you so much. <laughs> Carter Evans, CBS News, Los Angeles.
0: On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, this incredible story. How's this for dedication? A teacher refused to stop his remote lessons even after his house caught on fire. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. Stay positive. Test negative. I'm Nora O'Donnell in the nation's capital. See you right back here tomorrow. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts.
1: You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Farian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost.